You're listening to Reactive Episode 3. I'm Henning, and I'm here with Raquel. Hi, everyone. Hey, how's it going? That's good. Excellent. We're, uh, well, Khalil we're short is, one person. Yes, Khalil is <laughs> not here today. He is, uh, he's busy. Um, I guess he'll be wah, back wah. next week, so. Yeah. That's good. So it's just you and me, Henning. Exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> fiddle our way through this somehow. <laughs> Um, so what what coast are you on this week? Last week you were still on the east coast. Yeah, no. Now now I am back on the west coast, uh, uh, back at home, and you know, back at work. <laughs> all right, doing the doing the thing. Yeah, in the so. Bay Area, excellent. Um, yeah. So I hear uh, your neighbors got a got a boatload of money today or yesterday or this week. Yeah, sometime in in the very recent distant past. Uh, our our friends over in San Francisco uh, at GitHub raised a boatload of money, like two. What was it? It was it was two hundred and something or two hundred. Yeah, it like two hundred fifty million or something. Yeah, right. I think. And it's then like they're yeah. valued at like an exorbitant number of billions of dollars. I mean, I'm not I'm not too surprised by that. I mean, think about the number of people who use GitHub. Yeah. And how central it is to so many organizations getting their their whole everything done. I'm just that's a lot of money. Well, I was amazed I on the I've... first round. That was a hundred million. I think at the time it was the sort of the highest um, highest funding for a tech company in that stage or something like that. It was it was a huge. It was big news, and now it's two hundred and fifty. It's insane. I know, I know, and 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 this is just for a Series B, right? So like. Uh, for for those who are not familiar, the way that uh, startups, when they're raising money from VCs, it starts out with like an angel round. Um, actually, it starts out with the friends and family round, where you basically ask all of your friends and relatives for a little bit of money to help you get your startup started. And then you start talking to VCs, and there's an angel round, which is basically people are like, okay, here's some money. If you can't pay us back, we understand. But if you are successful... We get a chunk of your company, and then it goes Series A, Series B, and then da 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 da. And um, so this is only GitHub's Series B. This is like it's actually fairly early in terms of the the VC rounds, um, which is this is a huge amount of money given how how early like how early it is in 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 terms of raising money. Yeah, and it's um, it's just well, I guess the number of people doesn't really mean anything, but it's it's a relatively small company by by employees. Yeah, um, I don't think I don't even think there are like two hundred people yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that is so much money. Yeah, I read they think wanted of- to um, hire more people, I guess, and uh, not just expand, mm-hmm. but also take greater risks. I wonder what that means. Um, yeah, I've I've heard some like rumors about oh. things that they might want to try to work on, but I, I I have no idea how credible any of these things are, right? Like this is just random, you hear it on 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 the local like metro station sort of things like, "Ooh, what is what's good I'm going to do with the money," right? Like <laughs> I'm sure it's the equivalent of being in like whatever your 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 country's capital is and hearing everybody talk about politics um yeah i think <laughs> here in the bay area <laughs> i think your area is a bit bit different though i mean i've never <laughs> stayed there for any amount of time but um yeah i can can just imagine what what the buzz must be i mean that's, that's a huge <laughs> deal so wow yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I've I've heard some interesting things about GitHub trying to thinking about exploring the the space of like accessibility, and not in terms of like web accessibility, but like in terms of giving more people access to code development. So people in underrepresented backgrounds, uh, underdeveloped neighborhoods, uh, countries, et cetera, et cetera, that maybe don't have a lot of opportunities to have access to computers, don't know that they, like, even if they have the idea of what could be cool for an app or something, they might not have a computer with a development environment on it. Um, And so that's a huge risk, I think, for any company to say, okay, we want to focus on this market of people who don't even necessarily have access to this technology. And what can we do to give them that access? Because, I mean, if you think about it, think about the number of people who code in the world and compare that to the people, the number of people who don't code and think about why people don't code. For some people, it's because they don't want to. But for a lot of people, it might even be as simple as they didn't even know that they could. And if you could turn even some small percentage of those people into coders, well, what kind of code source uh, or source control uh, software they're going to use? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could but I, I think it's huge. even, I mean, this is just pure speculation or things mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, but you can you can use git not necessarily only for code source control right so there's um Absolutely. you know a whole whole other spectrum of of things you could do with just documents and things like that which code is just documents anyway but in uh, mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know maybe there's uh, other things that they're trying to get into who knows yeah no that's totally true i know somebody who uh who organized their wedding by by github issues <laughs> It's like not even kidding. <laughs> like people use use GitHub for all sorts of things, right? I mean, like it's it's source control. It's keeping track. I mean, can you imagine if if lawyers had access to GitHub? Like <laughs> like if they could just and forget Word. <laughs> like forget Microsoft Word. Just do everything in Markdown. Oh my god. How much easier would things be? Then you could have like everything linking to each other and you could see how things change over time. Yeah, I wonder and, like, if that's contracts. The, that's so easy for other people though. I mean, for for me, I want to write everything in markup now. I mean, everything. I know. And um I know. but other, you know, I'm just thinking of my dad or I, my poor dad again. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he's like that doesn't make any sense because you have to sort of understand <clears throat> the concept of styling and how it gets transformed into something else. But I guess that's maybe not that big mm-hmm. of a leap. But yeah, even if you were to put um, a different, you know, UI on top of the whole thing, they won't even have to know that they're working with Git or GitHub. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's quite a few possibilities. Very interesting. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is, this is, FYI, dear all listeners, this is complete and total speculation. Yeah, yeah. We have no just idea. Stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> what would I do with $250 million? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What would I do? Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I forgot uh, um, I forgot one other thing that I was going to mention at the very beginning. I'll probably mention it at the end again, but uh, we have a Slack channel now, so um, you can reach us. Um, or actually just sign up for it and get yourself an invite. And um, that would be at reactive-slack.herokuapp.com. Pretty long, but uh, just go to the show notes and uh, it'll be there. 
if you want to yeah, come and chit chat with us. Yeah, it's a nice Insta invite sort of situation. Exactly. So it's pretty cool. And <clears throat> yeah, come on into the Slack channel and ask us questions. Give us ideas of what we should talk about each week. Exactly. We, I mean, we have our own sources, but if there are things that you want us to talk about, let us know for sure. Yep. All right. So then, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, good luck to GitHub. And I'll be very, very curious to see what, what they're up to. I mean, maybe they'll open yeah. an office in Germany or something. <laughs> That'd be, yeah. Or, or maybe, maybe they'll just write each of us a check oh. for a million dollars. I mean, that's nothing to them now, right? Like, it's right. a million dollars. 250 of their friends. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, I would very happily accept a check. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Dear GitHub. Give me lots of money yep. because you have it. Anyway, um, <laughs> probably not going to happen. No. Um, but all right, let's dive yeah. into ops. That's something that you had brought up. Uh, we've had on our list, and uh, sounds very interesting. What what's up with that? Yeah. So so ops. Um, I think I think a lot of people think about ops as this like scary other thing that there are people who are really good experts in in operations uh like deployment of a website or making sure that servers are doing what they're supposed to do and like keeping everything up and you know having an Im incredible amount of knowledge about the command line and just i don't know they, they just look like wizards to me whenever they're on their terminal and just like do 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 typing away and they just I don't know. It, it looks like 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 they're the ones who should be from Hackers, the movie, not me. I'm just I'm just making websites look cool. Yeah. Um, but but I think it's it's actually it's one of those things that uh, at least in in my day to day, I've started kind of diving into ops a little bit. I, I first learned about front end ops uh, probably in the last year or two, and that's just this notion of like. Who's in charge of making sure that your performance on your website is good and uh, especially in your front end code and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's a huge topic for probably another day. But it definitely got me thinking, like, who's in charge of the website if you're on a web team? Like, you're in, like if you're on the web team, you're in charge of hypothetically uh, like the web team entirely is is in charge of the design and the the markup and the CSS and the front end JavaScript and then whatever the back end code is right the routes and everything and then that just kind of keeps going down to the database level but then when you deploy who's in charge of that like in my head I think that the deployment process should still technically be on the web team. Um, and so unfortunately that means that for me, at least I needed to start learning some ops and starting to get into that. And it has been an uphill battle for me. It is hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I guess it also depends on what, what sort of company you're at and, and where that company is in their evolution. I mean, mm -hmm. so I don't have the luxury of having an ops team. <laughs> I'm it. <laughs> so, right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's uh a whole nother story, but yeah. So I'd be curious to see what you were. I mean, do you guys have an actually dedicated ops team, and you sort of watch them or are starting to learn from them? Is that what you're talking about? So sort of like so we have our registry team, uh, and they are in charge of 
of all of the like super duper back end like behind the scenes APIs. Um, so like our billing API, our user API, uh, our our registry, etc. Um, but then they are also like they're also on the ops team. Like it's the registry slash ops team. But the entire engineering team at npm is devops so like we're expected to have like we're we're on the ro- the ops the operations rotation so every week i have one day where i'm in charge of making sure that nothing is on fire and if something happens i need to either take care of it or escalate it because i don't know how to take care of it and to what level um, are you responsible is, is that down to the you know the operating system level um like what do you mean so like I, if I definitely... um i don't know if you, well i guess if a new box or something needed to be provisioned or a new instance yeah. or something um, no, no i don't have to do that yet okay. <laughs> <laughs> they won't they they have no reason to give me amazon s3 credentials and <laughs> nor do i want them okay <laughs> yeah but i mean i do ssh into the boxes and make sure processes are up and uh, if something is going wrong, you know, I'd look at logs and figure out what might be happening mm-hmm. and uh, inform the correct people unless I can fix it myself, Yeah. which in the case of anything web related, I can usually fix it myself. And then I do. If it's not web related, then I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. Help, help, help. Yeah. And then I do the, the, oh gosh, I'm scared dance on Slack and someone but comes are, to are you going? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to... Um... Are you going to eventually get there, though? Or is there sort of a, a line that you guys have set that, okay, this is how much, you know, the that you and your team would, as far as you guys can go, or has that not been decided yet? It hasn't really been decided. I mean, I have a little imaginary line in my head, but okay. that line keeps, that, that line slowly moves as I learn more stuff. Um, so... I'm not yet in the meetings where they provision new boxes, but mm-hmm. I know that as soon as I feel comfortable enough, I could just volunteer to go to those meetings and hang out and listen in. Um, I think that's I think it's actually really useful information for any web developer, like no matter where you are on the stack, to listen in on those meetings just because it's a completely different like it's kind of like going to the supermarket and like going through all the all the aisles and just being like, okay, here's all my food. That's really great and useful. But sometimes it might actually be good to know where that food is coming from, how it got there. Uh, what do you, like, you know, I'm not saying that everyone needs to learn how to, like, And sometimes you don't and, want and, like, to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I mean, it's good to know, like, what's the difference between organic food and, course, and not yes. organic and, like, you know, just, like, things like that. And I think uh, even if you have zero plans to actually sit down and learn ops and become an ops engineer, I think it would be useful just to have an understanding of what it is that they do and all the yeah. It gives you an appreciation of of the things that they're dealing with. Yeah, definitely, absolutely, yeah, definitely. And there are just so many tools now that are that are kind of blurring the line between ops and and developers. And um, like you've got Chef and Puppet and Ansible. And uh, all of these different things, which kind of make it a little bit more for a long time. I think ops was like bash scripts and (laughs) like fancy command line incantations of making things happen. But with those tools, uh, we use Ansible at NPM. I think that's it, it, it really 
makes ops more like a language and you can like automate things and right. it's repeatable and automatable yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly and it's just it's really beautiful the way that yep. you can just kind of piece everything together and go okay i'm provisioning a new box run this script and it'll provision the entire box everything you could possibly need on there so i think that's really really cool and even though it's terrifying because i know i'm going to break something um, this is why you have testing environments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Specifically for someone like me to go, oops. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing actually goes down. Nothing's on fire. We can just, yeah. you know, tear it down and put it, put up something new. So. Yep. Um, do you guys, <laughs> by any chance, we had an in- interesting conversation yesterday with uh, Steve Francia. He's a uh, mm-hmm. Docker. And um, do you guys do anything with Docker containers yet? Or is it too early yet? Not yet. We've we've thought about it, um, and we've we've been wanting to, but our team is so small, and we have so many things on our list that it's it keeps getting pushed down, uh, which is too bad. But I do think I think it's possible now to have npm enterprise running in a Docker container. Don't quote me on that yet, but I think if if it if it's not possible yet, it will be possible very very soon. Um, because I think right now people are using virtual machines um, and a, a Docker container would be like way nicer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know yeah. too much about it. He, he explained it to us yesterday and it sounds, mm-hmm. sounds amazing. Um, you know, and it's like you were saying the Ansible and chef and puppet and all those things. That's also really awesome, but I just, mm-hmm. I don't have time to get into that. It would be, would be really cool. I mean, our shop is really small. There's not that much going on. But when we mm-hmm. do have to set up a new box, it's a real pain and it takes a long time. So it would yeah. be nice to have, you know, nice, repeatable processes for something like that. But Totally. Someday. Totally. The yeah. learning curve is, it's not short. It's a, it's, a, it's a long, long learning curve. But I found that Ansible was actually not as long as maybe some of the others at least it appear to be for me. Um, so I, I definitely consider taking a look at it. Um, cause the argument of course would be if it takes you as long to learn Ansible and create a script as it does to like do everything by hand, then it's worth doing the Ansible side just so that the second time you don't have to change anything and right. you can just run it kind of in the background. Um, yeah. But it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. I like to think of ops as kind of so to me, development is like physics. You can you can figure everything out from basic principles if you, with just enough time, you'll you'll figure it out, you'll get it. Uh, but ops is more like biology. You just have to memorize a ton of stuff <laughs> and then yeah. know when to bring what out, <laughs> like like what the right diagnosis is. Just at like at, in an instant like you don't have time when something's on fire like when when your website is down you don't have time to sit there going okay wait how do i do this thing where do i need to go on stack overflow to find the answer for this other thing like you can't even google stuff necessarily without knowing the right keywords and that just takes time and like experience i think and i think that yeah. that's the biggest that's the hardest part for me 
Yeah, I mean, it's also yeah. when you start when you start digging into this, you you know, it opens up this whole new world, and then you actually start to realize how much you don't know. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it's just it's in it's in it's a whole other field. So yeah, um, yeah, no, would be nice. It's to super know. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, do I, you guys I, do um, things like this as far as um, you know, Ansible and their cousins or its cousins for for your development machines too um, are those all hand no. set up no those are all hand set up mostly because everybody has their own thing that they like they have their own setup that they like i know that so speaking of github i know that github has this like magical tool that like yeah. as soon as you get a, a a computer you just run this command and it'll set up your entire computer with every single piece of software you're going to need, all of your development environment type stuff and blah, 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 blah. Um, I think that's, which I think makes sense. Uh, I know that GitHub is a Ruby shop um, and Ruby requires a lot of like a lot of setup in terms of you need these certain packages or whatever. And you need to get this stuff and you need to change these files and I don't know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Whereas node is really quite easy to like you can just kind of turn it on like yeah. you just download it and then it there it is and it's available to you um so for us our our environment is really really easy to set up um but as things get more complicated i mean i guess you could yeah just for onboarding you, you know I, i've oftentimes yeah. thought you know we bring a new person in and it takes them three or four days to set the machine up and no. get all the databases <laughs> and everything set up i think that um the product is boxen or it's not even a product they open sourced it it's called yes boxen. i think and, you're right uh, yeah i read about that um that's why i was wondering if you guys had uh done anything similar because um there again it would save enormous amounts of time because it's just yeah. really painful, and you know, and and for example, in, in where I, where I work is, um, they got to set up all these these various databases to replicate the production and staging environment, and it's just mm. it's insane. Yeah, um, just a, it's yeah. a huge time sink. I mean, somebody comes in, they don't know, you know, what's going on anyway, and then they're expected to put this whole thing together, and it just sucks the time out of everyone. Yeah, totally. I mean. I pretty much just figure that the first week that somebody's on the team is just going to be explaining everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, you're here. I will get no work done for the rest of this week. And to me, that's fine because it means that after the first week, like I will be incrementally more productive. And then at, at some point we'll be at 200% productivity levels, right? Because the other person will be finally up to speed enough that they can be productive on their own. Um, but I make it a point whenever somebody new joins my team to make sure that they, they push to production on the first day, just because it's such a rare experience really? on your first wow. day. Yeah. Now, okay. To be fair, the thing that they're pushing to production is adding their name to our like NPM humans uh -huh. repo. Well, still, um, but still like, like it's, it's a little thing, but it's, it, it's meaningful. I think when you walk in the first day and you're like, Oh my gosh, it's a brand new job. I don't know if I'll ever be productive. How am I going to like, I mean, all these things are going through your head. And then if I say, you know, okay, your first task is to get everything up and running and like, you know, install GitHub, install node, 
blah, 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 and clone this repo, add yourself to it, push it, put in a PR to the website, and then we'll we'll push that and I'll show you how to deploy staging, how to deploy production. And like that whole process, at least once you get to the point where you're ready to to like put in a PR, like from start to finish, that process doesn't have to take more than an hour for us. So like and that's that's even if you like don't know how to put in a PR, if you don't know how to like like all of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's take such a more cool idea. Hour. I like that. It's really, it's a nice way to just have your first day. Because exactly. you're like, oh my God, I pushed to production on my first day. <laughs> you know? And people are just, they, people are so cute. They're like, oh my God. Yeah. And they run around the office. And well, that is like, a big deal. I mean, it's, that's, it is. that's a really nice idea. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I have I have two people starting on my team on Monday. So that's going to be extra fun. Oh, you'll be very busy. <laughs> just like... <laughs> All right, but it'll be fun. I'm I'm really really looking forward to it. I can't wait to have our new members start. Um, but it, at the same time, it's like a <laughs> it's a lot of effort on all of us. Yeah, well, it always is, but but it'll be fun. Good deal. It'll be fun. Yep. You know what else is fun? What meetups? Oh yes, I actually just went <laughs> to one this week. Did you? Yeah. What, what meetup did you go to? Yeah, Khalil, he organizes two meetups, um, oh. or one and a half. Uh, he, he co- <laughs> no, he, co- he co-organizes them with a buddy of his. One of them is Frankfurt. I think we probably mentioned it already anyway. But mm. the other one is um, Karlsruhe. Mm. And um, because it's sort of the summer lull and, you know, the whole country goes on vacation for four weeks. Um, what is that even? Yeah. Vacation. <laughs> what do you mean? In the US, we don't go on vacation. We take long weekends and then yeah, get back to work. Exactly. Anyway, sorry. But uh, you know, you <laughs> know it's a thing here. <laughs> so what they were thinking is that they might not, you know, get together an entire meetup. So they did this beer JS thing instead. And um, about 20 of us met up at a, at a cafe and uh, just sat outside and you know, had a few drinks and talked about uh, Node, actually, and things, <laughs> things like that. So, yeah, it was, it was totally awesome. So I, I just enjoy those. I think this was probably even more enjoyable than, you know, listening to um, uh, talks because then you mm-hmm. get a lot less um, socializing time. Um, mm-hmm. So this was kind of cool. So it's, you know, since I work from home, it's something that I look forward to and I wish I had more of in this area. Um, yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I think it, it's been really interesting to me to see the evolution of the meetup over the last several years. Um, I remember my very first meetups I went to and they were always like a bunch of people get together. There's a speaker, there's some food and some drinks. And then afterwards you kind of talk maybe and then you go home. And that happens, you know, once a month or something like that. Um, and then there were, and then recruiters started figuring out this this thing, and so they started coming to those meetup events. And and after after the speaker, you start talking to people, and you're like, oh, so what do you work on? And they're like, oh, I'm recruiting for this company. And you're like, okay, that's cool, but what technology are you working with? And they're like, I'm recruiting for this company. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> and you're just like, okay. They're like, what technology do you use? And you're like, um, I use technology. <laughs> and they're like, great. 
do you want to come work at this company? <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it, um, at least what I've seen here is that they, they, the organizers, they sort of keep tabs on that. Um, oh, that's good. Is that still sort of happening where uh, you I are? I think it or? depends. I think it depends on, on where the meetup is. Like, um, I, I find that in some of the more, so like in New York and San Francisco, well, actually, no, in San Francisco, there's a bunch of meetups like that because every tech company is hiring and there are so many people who like are looking for new gigs or whatever. Um, so that happens all the time at certain meetups. But then there are other meetups. Uh, there's the Oakland JS meetup, which is very much exactly like the, the Beer JS meetup that you had, except it's every week. And everyone just goes to a, a beer garden, actually, in in Oakland, and everybody just hangs out. Like there are no speakers, there's nothing. It's just people come in, and they start hacking on stuff, or they bring a toy, and and people talk about it, and it's very casual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are certainly the other, like there's the traditional, there are speakers, whatever. Uh, but then there was this new thing that started happening in New York. And uh, there was a, a meetup called Brooklyn JS that started up probably just a little bit over a year ago, maybe more. And they did, they started doing kind of this really weird thing where they had talks, but then in between the talks, they had like musical guests. What? <laughs> just to, yeah, just to like start like shaking things up a bit. And like they had food and they had drinks. Um, but then in order to get in, you had to pay some nominal fee, like, I don't know, five bucks or something, but you had to buy a ticket because there was a limited amount of, of tickets available. And then the money would go towards some nonprofit organization so that wow. it's not just a bunch of like, you know, so it was, it was a very community centered event Yeah, and it took off like, oh my goodness, people kept talking, like there was like this buzz, at least in the JavaScript community about, hey, there's this meetup called Brooklyn JS and they like do music and stuff. <laughs> um, and, and, and like they, t- they, don't, they don't allow, um, yeah, I don't think they allow talks like, this is what Ember is. Like you're not allowed to talk about a framework. Uh-huh. You can talk about a, a project that you're working on that uses a framework, but you can't talk about just a framework in general. Yeah. So, like, people talk about their projects and, like, the projects that are shown are things like Tetris or, you know, art or just, like, random, random things. But because it was so project-focused, it was more like going to, like, an art show than to listening to tech talks. And then there was the music and then, like, socializing afterwards and whatever. And so then... After Brooklyn JS, there was Manhattan JS, and then there was Queens JS, which just celebrated their one year anniversary yesterday. Uh, and then there was like New Jersey and Staten Island. And so there were actually like people from the West Coast are now actually flying out to New York. Seriously? To, <laughs> to go to these things. Wow. And then they're trying to replicate them here on the West Coast. And last night was the first uh, San Francisco version called waffle js <laughs> and <laughs> the way that waffle js worked was uh there's a uh a food truck kind of encampment if you want to call it that in san francisco and so it's just a bunch of food trucks kind of sitting around and if you once again you pay a little bit of money uh and with that money you get a free waffle and then 
the proceeds, of course, still go to a nonprofit organization. And then between talks, they had karaoke. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, apparently it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I wish I could have gone. I I couldn't, but... Yeah, me too. I want to fly over there now. (laughs) 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 I wonder, is the... the, Do you have any ideas, the Brooklyn uh, JS in any way um, associated with... I can't even think of that. There's some special conference in in Brooklyn. I think it's in Brooklyn that sells out in like 30 seconds or something. It sounds very similar, but it's an actual several-day conference where people talk about their projects. Um, I have no idea. The guys from Fictive Kin, I think, is their name. They said they put that together. Anyway, it oh. doesn't matter. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it sounds like something like that. But that's that's an awesome idea. Like, Taking it, just it to seems the next level. Fun. Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like really bringing the fun back. Yeah. Um, instead of it feeling like a little mini conference. I think, I think meetups have a tendency to go into mini conference mode which is just everybody show up, you get your food, your drink, you sit down, you listen to the talks. And as you said, you, you don't really get to socialize very much because afterwards you disappear or whatever, go home. Um, but if you make it like an event, like Brooklyn JS sells out of their tickets every month. Like they start like two weeks in advance and it's just like, bam, sold out. <laughs> People wow. are like, no, I didn't get a ticket. It's like, well, <laughs> But isn't it, sorry. I mean, that's that's now, you know, probably a lot more effort to organize too so it's yeah. getting getting more and more intricate and complicated and wow yeah got to keep it fresh yeah which that's true i think i think if you're in in new york it's not as hard because it's new york yeah everything's fresh of course well i mean if i look at the you know the ember js meetups in new york i mean that's mm-hmm. it's an insane production they live stream they have they have guests wow. dialing in over skype um, you know, from all over the world, and then they they record the whole thing. It's really nice uh, quality, and it comes out a few days afterwards. Everything's on YouTube. It's amazing. Oh wow! Yeah, that's really cool. I haven't done anything like that yet. I've only I've only ever gone to like the the smaller uh, little ones that like people are people just kind of show up from the community. They give a talk, and then people talk about. Like people socialize afterwards and then they leave. Like they're like talks aren't even recorded. Um, yeah, that's what I'm used but, to as well. Um, it's yeah, very, but that's very low cool. fidelity or low per, low budget production. <laughs> Pizza right. and beers and <laughs> it, you know? classic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know that Queens JS. They like refuse to have pizza, which to me is the saddest atrocity ever because it's New York <laughs> City. Like, if if I'm gonna have pizza from anywhere. I want it to be a new city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they they have like Thai food or like, you know, chicken or, you know, like like pasta. Like they have like yeah. real, real food. Real food, yeah. As opposed to just. Yeah. Pizza. Well, I have the problem that, you know, there's not that much around me. I can, it's about an hour. Well, to the ones that are interesting to me and the ones that I've sort of figured out that are good. Um mm-hmm. But I think in in San Francisco you have sort of the opposite problem. There's too many, and you have to yeah. make a decision where you want to go if you decide to go to one because there's just such a huge selection. Definitely, yeah. definitely, and especially in San Francisco, like communities will build up around certain meetups, and so like 
depending on the type of people that show up, maybe you don't want to go or maybe you do want to go or whatever. So it can be, I remember when I first moved to San Francisco, I was going to like two or three meetups a week. And I was like, this, this is not sustainable. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's completely not sustainable at all, but like there's a meetup about literally everything. Like not just uh, an iOS meetup versus a node meetup, but it's like, this is the meetup for how to use iOS to make your phone into a hotspot and, uh, you know, like whatever, like, like something like yeah, really yeah, specific. Very, like, yeah, and you're yeah. like, <laughs> why did you need to specify it down to this level? But uh, that's what they do. And, you know, yeah. okay, fine. <laughs> that's crazy. So, yeah. yeah. But meetups are super useful. I think I definitely, I know that I got into this industry thanks to meetups. Um, I I didn't know anybody, so I just found my local JavaScript meetup when I was first getting started, and that's how I got my first job, and it's how mm-hmm. I met some, like, really important people in the community, and, you know, just kind of went from there, so... Uh, yeah, it's a good if you place have to a meetup, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I was gonna say like like if you're if you're trying to get into the industry or or switch languages or whatever, definitely look for the closest meetup that that's doing that, just because it's the easiest way to meet people and kind of get involved. So right, and maybe also a good place to start speaking if if that's what you're you're interested in. I don't know if you definitely. did that. Is that how you started out speaking? Um, yeah, actually, like I started out, I did like a a talk at my company that I was working at did Friday tech talks, and I did I did a talk. Then it was probably one of my worst talks ever because it was like <laughs> I'm going to talk about why robots aren't possibly going to take over the world at any time soon. And then it was like an hour and a half of just like mind blowing like super technical details of how robotics works and this is an overview of the entire industry and like people were falling asleep (laughs) and i was like okay (laughs) lesson number Uh, one don't talk for an hour and a half (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah doesn't matter how interesting it is they're not going to stay awake for an hour and a half so uh but yeah no i i think meetups are a great way to get started speaking um Especially if, like, somebody in the meetup community happens to be a conference organizer, and then so it flows, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's how I got a little bit connected, and yeah, 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 exactly. Yep. So taking advantage of that network, that's totally huge. Yeah, and I think it's also, you know, the people. I, I think the difference between conferences, or one of the differences, is between conferences and meetups is the conference doesn't necessarily only have people that are there voluntarily or out of their own, um, Mm. um, what do you, their own will, (laughs) free will. (laughs) Companies might send their employees there because, you know, hey, you got to do some training or do whatever and we're going to fly you out there. And uh, meetups probably are, are, well, definitely are different because I, I would think that everyone that is there is, is there because they want to be and want to network, want to better themselves and learn. And so those are also the, I would say, you know, the interesting people that um, will help you get ahead with your own skills. So definitely, yep. definitely. Yeah. People who, people go to meetups cause they want to go to meetups, yep. which I think is very useful. 
not that conferences are bad in, or anything. I'm just saying. It's like no, it's, a, it's just different. a slightly different crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool. All right. I uh, I don't have anything else to talk about today. How about you? Yeah, I totally. I think we we got it, and I, <laughs> I messed up the order completely, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Look, this is just us hanging out and having a chat. And, yeah. you know, that's what we did. So That's what that's happens, fine. yep. Okay. <laughs> Good deal. Well, it was fun. Yeah, no, super fun. So, yeah. all right. So if people want to give us ideas of what to talk about, they want to talk about any of the things that we talked about, like come hang out with us on Slack or chat with us on Twitter. Um, definitely you can, you know, share this podcast with your friends and uh, rate us on iTunes. That would be great. That would um, be really nice, yeah. Because I just checked before the show. There's nothing yet. <laughs> no, no, no reviews, <sighs> folks. Our two listeners, one of the t- none of the two <laughs> listeners has put on a review. <laughs> All right, I'll yell at my mom later. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll make my sister my mom put in a review. Doesn't actually listen to this podcast, but that's okay. Um, yeah, no, I'd, you know, give us a review on iTunes. That'd be great. Give us some feedback. Anything really, even if you just want to say. We love your podcast. It's amazing. That would be fantastic. Uh, but it's not great. Not, not the best feedback. We need, we need you know, uh, tell Something us why specific, you love this. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tell us how you, you know, our, our topics are haphazard. And we'd be like, yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's on purpose, my friends. Um, yes. So. All right. So, so people can find you or how, where, where, who are you on Twitter? Yeah, I'm Rockbot on twitter r-o-c-k-b-o-t excellent and And i am h gladdergots and uh, that's on twitter well pretty much everything else you can find the show notes for this episode at reactive.audio slash two i believe and Mm -hmm. um yeah like we've said several times now come and hang out on on slack um the address for that will be in the show notes and tell us what you think. Actually, I think this is episode three. It is episode three. But <laughs> but we started at zero. So I know. Which actually no, this is the fourth episode. Oh it is. Because we right. did my goodness. Yeah. We're doing so good. We're already on oh nice. Okay, yeah, slash I know. three. We've been doing this two. for like a month now. Yeah, so slash yeah. three. Slash three. Okay, good deal. yay (laughs) we made it fumbled our way through there all right (laughs) all right have a good one all right thanks everyone talk to you next week bye bye